Hey there, this is your friend Michael Thompson. Do you remember last week on the Brand New Day podcast, I was talking to you about the amazing power of God to save anyone at any time. And and I was telling you the story about this poor boy named Abu that I met on the beach in Ghana, West Africa. And he was a devout Muslim. His dad was uh, very, very significant. In fact, he was the head of the mosque in a Muslim village. And his uh, parents, though, they had sent him away from this remote uh, village, hours and hours away from the city. They sent him to the city because they didn't have the means to take care of him. So they just sent him to be with his relatives who um, also were super poor, lived in a hard part of town. And um, here he was wandering the beach. Well, we met, and after over a year, he had this dramatic conversion to Christ. I hope you take time, if you haven't, to heard the previous episode, because it is an incredible story um, of God's power and amazing story. But anyways, we went to the beach right after he told us this amazing story. Everyone was amazed and took him right to the beach and baptized him. He said, I want a new name, a Christian name. We said, okay, I'll, uh, we'll call you David. So his name, new name, David Abu Sadiq. Um, he had to tell his family, and that's where it got interesting because as you may know that sometimes um, family, even when there's a, a genuine love, there's a huge loss. It's a huge stress, this huge pressure. And sometimes it can even be very, very dangerous um, because sometimes someone can be uh, abused. They can be beat up, even killed. It happens. Yes, it does happen. And um, he was very, very nervous. And so that, that brings us to this week. I promise I'd continue the story. So he met with his family. His dad and his his uh, relatives came down from the north where this village and then also those that were local. They had this big family meeting and they said, okay, we want to hear directly from your face. Tell us what has happened. What have you done? And and David Abu just said, uh, you know, told him about Jesus and that this is the truth and he wants everyone to, to, to know and he's willing to take whatever consequences, but this is what he wants and he's going to follow Jesus and um, amazing. Can you imagine that moment, that room? Well, they were all furious. They were irate and they wanted to, you know, punish him, hurt him. They were saying, well, now we, what are we going to do with him? We've got to kick him out and we've got to do this. And, and uh, his dad spoke up, you know, classic, you know, after hearing everybody. And he said, no one in this family can lay a finger on Abu. He's made his choice. We're upset with him. Um, you can send him out, but you can't lay a finger on him. And uh, so Abu came back and told us that story, and we were just rejoicing for him that he was safe and that the word of the head of the house, in fact, the head of the mosque, had said no one can lay a finger on him. So we did take him in, and uh, a few months later, uh, I got a letter from his dad. Well, you can imagine uh, me opening that letter. I can still remember the paper, unfolding the paper, and starting to read. And his dad said, to my surprise, I have noticed how you have loved and cared for my son, and I am so thankful for you and for your family, and I would just ask that perhaps you could take him in as your own son. I'm getting old, I'm weak, I don't have a lot of time left, and I would like to know that you would take care of my son. Wow. So I wrote him back and I basically said, I will. We will. My 
commitment to you is to look after him as a son. And uh, we're not going to adopt him per se. That's actually very, very complicated. But we will take him in as a son and we'll raise him the best that we can. Um, And I also hope that perhaps one day um, I'd be able to meet you face to face. Um, Well, that was that. that. And then, as many good stories go, a new challenge immediately uh, came and weighed on us. Uh, Within months, we were at the point where we were seeing, wait a minute, uh, we aren't coming back to Ghana. We, we were living there as missionaries, but long story short, we had to leave. And that's a whole nother story. But that was super, super, super sad, super difficult for David Abu. Um, he, we had been teaching him. My sister was teaching him all sorts of amazing Bible study methods. I was teaching him studio and technology and, and just how to be a great guy, you know, just pouring. We were all pouring into him and and it was just an extraordinary time, but it all was just coming to a sudden halt. And um, the good news is that God had amazing plans in store that we just couldn't see, and that included the founding of One Way Ministries. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened had all these things not been developing, including us coming back. But we did start uh, One Way Ministries, which is what I head up today. And One Way immediately started discipling young people in the States. And then we said, we've got to start bringing the worlds together. We we set out to do this 50-50 trip. We said, we're going to take 50% of the team's going to be Americans and 50% are going to be Ghanaians. We're going to unite. We're going to get a bus and we're going to go north into the, into the remote, remote places and we're just going to boost efforts and we're going to grab a Ghanaian leader. And, and by the way, that guy's name was Ray. Some of you know. And, and so Ray and I just said, let's just, let's just grab young people and go. And we did. And little did we know that those were the opening days of what would emerge as tens and even hundreds of thousands of people that the ministry would be reaching um, throughout the North and around the world. And so anyway, so we we did this trip. It was an incredible time, amazing, uh, effective, um, unifying, all these things. And then um, on the way back from this long journey, 17-hour bus ride, by the way, uh, to get home, Abu, David Abu, begging us, can we please do take a detour? I know it's out of the way, but can we please take a detour? I just so want to go see my family. I want to go see my dad, and I want you to meet my dad. And we're just like exhausted, you know. But he was so pleading that um, our leader, Ray, and and then uh, talk with me and myself, and we said, okay, we'll go. So we did. So we drove late in the night. We pull up unannounced, uh, no cell phones or anything. We pull up. And we pull up and there's just this big giant mosque. I still have the picture. And uh, there's just this mosque. And so we pull over our bus. We had about 15 people in the bus. And uh, Abu jumps out. He goes into the village. He's gone for maybe 10 minutes. He comes back and he says, my dad will meet with you. <laughs> and so we're like, oh, man. So, so he comes out. His dad comes out. He's this old, frail man. It's me and my friend John and Ray, and, and we, we sit down uh, just right there, like in the dirt kind of thing. And, 
and we just started talking and we were talking and talking and talking. We talked for so long. Finally, the team said, hey, listen, can we please leave? And so we let the team and they continued on to the city and we said, we'll just find another way home. It doesn't matter because this talk was so amazing. And um, after, I won't go into all the details of that talk, but it was an amazing time. But the thing that blew my mind is that uh, the later and later it got, the more I started to feel like, wow, this man really, really is committed to knowing the truth about who God really is. And um, what really blew my mind is that uh, at the end, he said he wanted to follow Jesus. And I honestly, to this day, friend, I have never in my life experienced such joy and shock as I did in that moment. Uh, people say, you know, when your child is born, it's the happiest day of your life or uh, this thing and the other. And those, there certainly I've had a massive amount of joy. I've had eight, in fact, I've had that eight times because I eight kids. But that night, driving back, um, you know, we just got some public transport and just kind of found our way back. But the joy, the shock, um, to this day, I still remember that feeling. And I thought, this is, God can do anything. Like this story is absolutely crazy. And so I just praise the Lord uh, for what he did uh, with David Abu's dad. Well, the story continues because uh, soon after that, his dad passed away. And you talk about uh, looking forward to uh, seeing someone in heaven. Um, That's one of those kind of things for me personally. Uh, So praise the Lord. But the story, like I said, it doesn't end we, we did come and go from Ghana. In fact, I've been to Ghana. I, one time I counted, it was over 30 times, just back and forth. We're doing different ministries. We set up uh, a ministry through uh, One Way, One Way Africa, and all these great things. But the main, the main thing I wanted to tell you was that through those years, all these years now, it's been 10, 15 years, uh, David had his ups and downs, and he had he made life mistakes, and he went through hard challenges, and went through good things, bad things, and just like all the rest of us. But um, recently, uh, something happened in the world that God used in a huge way to reconnect us, and it's that ugly five-letter word, C-O-V-I-D, COVID. Uh, COVID happened, and all of a sudden, the world went virtual. And we came to the realization that people that we thought we would never be able to really do much with or work with, we could. And then the light bulb went on for me that David Abu could be such one of those people. And um, so, a long story short, we did get reconnected, and... um, we realized this guy could help us with today, with the studio, with the work that we do, videos that we create, audio and different things. And we invited him to join the staff of One Way just a few months back. And he is a dear fellow worker and friend to our staff now. It's just awesome. And there's one more piece to the story. So David Abu lives in South Africa. He's been there for many years and he hasn't been home to see his relatives and his family uh, for a long time. And plus, as I told you, they were estranged because he decided to follow Christ. Well, he, last week, like while we were recording this podcast, he had reached out to his family 
and wanted to do a video conference Zoom call with his brothers, sisters, and uh, his mom. Well, they agreed, and they got on, and they just started getting caught up after all this time, and and uh, he started telling them about his life, and and they and they were asking more questions, and he started talking about his relationship with God and with Jesus, and they were asking more questions, and they weren't seeming to be hostile, like they were super interested in everything. And he just kept telling them more and more, and they kept asking bigger and bigger questions. And finally, he's thinking, these guys, like, and he just asked them, do you do you guys, like, want to follow Jesus? Like, do you want to become Christians? And they're like, yes, we do. And so he was just like, praise, and this is just, praise the Lord, this is incredible. And what a story, you know, the, the things that God does. And everyone on that call, except for his mom, said, we want to follow Jesus. And she was and is reluctant. Maybe it was hard for her to hear everything on the, you know, the cell phone through the Zoom, but he was so burdened. He's still so burdened for his mom. And he just feels like if I could just talk to her face to face. Well, it just so happens that we on another completely level, another story, we at one way were asking David to consider going to Ghana next week <laughs> to film and do a project that we're working on with our ministry there, um, not far from where his family lives. And so it just so happens that he will be, he's got his arrangements and he's going back to uh, home, he'll be working with our team and have opportunity to see face to face his mom. Isn't that just amazing? And I'll tell you, as I sit here, uh, and I'll tell you that um, it's September 30th, and uh, I am recording this podcast. It'll release in six days, and we're going to pray and let's celebrate in advance what God's going to do in the life of his mom. So, God, even now, um, we unite together. And we pray that in the days to come, that you would give a joyful, joyful like Joseph of the Bible level reunion with David Sadiq and his brothers and his sisters, his uh, mom, that there would be much forgiveness and much beauty and that yes, even his mom would be able to fully understand the love of Christ and give her life to the Savior. Oh, Lord, thank you for your mercy on all your people, including this family that has been uh, just out there, just one of many, many, many billions of people. Thank you for stories like this. They're just incredible. And we do pray, God, for great news. We celebrate in advance what you're doing and what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it for this week. Just another boring podcast, you know. <laughs> Wish God was working. <laughs> oh, he is at work. And, you know, this, this is just one. I mean, God's got stories all over the globe. He's got stories going all the time. Hey, before we close, I have a special prize for you. And uh, this is a recording that I recorded of Abu, David Abu. Soon after he came to follow, decided to follow Jesus, he recorded this in his mother tongue. We translated it and put it on a, on a recording, which I'm going to play for you now. But I hope that as you hear it, you're blessed because this, this prayer was for his family. And at that time, we had no idea anything about his dad, anything about anything. All that we knew is that they said that they weren't going to hurt him. 
And then he recorded this prayer. We put it on the recording. And now years later, I get to play it for you. So I hope you're blessed by it. It's very cool. And I would look forward to... Oh, I forgot to tell you. Um, David Abu, I'm putting him on. We'll, we'll probably have him on next week. We'll see how it goes. But he wants to be on. Uh, I told him, hey, can we, we should just have you come on. And he said, oh, it would be so amazing. And so um, maybe it'll be when he gets back from his travels. I don't know, but I have every intention for you to get to meet him and hear from him directly. So enjoy the prayer, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, the greatest guy, whose name is Jesus. Now, God, I still thank you for the death you died. The kind of love that you have for us. I want to have such love for my brothers. We don't know you. We don't know you. We don't know you. Help me. Today I am crying in your presence. I beg you. Open my eyes. Open my mind. Open my mouth. Show me the truth about who you are. So if I go out with your name, I will be like a fire. I will be able to show people, to show the world who you are. The world should hear about you and change and come to you. Because without you, nobody can enter into heaven. I pray in the name which is the greatest. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen.